Welcome back to This Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm speaking with intuitive empath Wendy DeRosa about her new book, Becoming an Empowered Empath, and how to set clear energetic boundaries and embody your intuition. Wendy is the founder of the School of Intuitive Studies. She's been helping people develop intuition and experience personal transformation for over two decades. She's a popular faculty member at the Shift Network, and she lives in Longmont, Colorado. Welcome to This Sacred Life, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me, Shan. Thank you. Before we came together today, I pulled an oracle card, as I always do before my interviews, and follow your own rhythm came up. Mm. And the description, the short description, is deep within you is a powerful ancient force that cannot be tamed. It is the rising pulse of your connection to the life force. You feel it in your bones, in your blood, in your heart, and in your belly. When there is something dying within you, you sense it falling away, no longer needed. You sense when it's time to rest and be patiently in transition. You cannot be rushed or forced, nor can you be held back when it's time to burst forth. Life celebrates and supports the natural rise and fall of your inner rhythms. And I found that to be a quite powerful card for a conversation about being an empowered empath and would love to know what, what you think about this card uh, showing itself to us today. Well, it's so interesting to dive in at this point because so much of where we get to in empathic work and empathic healing work is that is that the reason we become overly empathic is because we get disconnected from this place that you're you're naming that inherently there is this intuitive force in us this there is the self the the soul the light in our being and that is the place that we connect to and expand and have presence in the world but that's not where our conditioning has been growing up. And so, so much of empathic work is, is those two forces, the inner and the outer force. You say that to stop taking on other people's energy not only requires an understanding of the physical body and symptoms, but also an understanding of the energetic body. I think that ties into the card and what you just said, and I'd love for you to elaborate a bit on this. Yeah, absolutely. In my work, I have come to really understand how intuition and, and being an empath relates to the chakras. And the chakra system is a part of our energetic anatomy that underlies the nervous system and underlies the physical body and all the other systems in our in our body that we might have learned about in school but we didn't learn about the energetic anatomy so to speak the spiritual anatomy and so the work that empaths that you know we we have all these experiences in the world with energy but why we have that experience directly relates to what we're holding in our energetic anatomy and specifically the chakra system in our body. What did we come into this world with? What are we, what did we marinate in as a child? What is the energy and in the inner template of our body 
that's creating the empathic experience or perhaps the overly empathic experience. And understanding that energetic body and how to clear it and how to make sure that our chakras are clear and not clogged, that everything is flowing and moving and in rhythm, right? (laughs) Is Is a part of that for sure. We have a lot of listeners who take on physical symptoms, physical body symptoms from their loved ones, sometimes from the, the collective. And I get questions about, well, how, you know, how do I clear that? How do I release that? I'd like to talk just a little bit more. I, you know, certainly clearing is, a, is important to talk about, but also to let that kind of flow into the differences between our energies and our upper body and lower body intuition. So we'll begin by how to clear it when we're taking on those physical symptoms and then move into those differences. I'm going to just back up one step just to explain the framework. So the empath, I think sort of most people maybe listening are aware of what an empath is. So the empath is someone who feels the energy of others in through their sentient body, whether it be interpersonally or whether it be in the space or in the collective. They feel it in there. They feel the emotional energy and they feel the, the, the vibrational energy. What is interesting is that empaths will often blend two parts and it is, I'm an empath, therefore I take on the energy of others. But they're actually separate experiences. The empath feels the energy. Taking on the energy of others into our body means that energy has crossed over my boundary, which would be the auric field. And it now has come into my personal space, my personal energy. And I am now at that point overly empathic or overly sensitive. It's not necessarily that it is the true nature of the empath. It's the experience of being overly empathic. And and so what what so much of my book is about is why that's happening. Why is it that the empath is having overly empathic experiences? And what that relates to in the body is the soul consciousness, specifically the central channel of the body. And whether we are in our self and grounded and present through our radiance or whether we're not. And most of the time, the overly empathic experience happens because for some reason we're not. And so the question is, why, why, why is that happening? Mm -hmm. And what that does is it brings us down into the awareness of the lower chakras specifically. So empathic intuition is lower chakras. It's second chakra primarily, which is the power center for feeling underneath the table. Upper chakras is more the the clairvoyant and the clairaudience, sometimes the claircognizant, the soul calling. That can be related to more of the the medium or the psychic, Mm -hmm. you know, that that higher visionary sense. Empathic is very lower chakras. It actually is people who come into this world with strong second chakras, but we're raised in a system usually a patriarchal system that didn't allow this particular power center to be 
a place that we could own or we could find power in. And instead, we were often empaths. I'm making big generalizations here, but I've, you know, I've sort of worked with enough people in my, my life to know that, that this profile tends to be true for most empaths, which is that we can be raised in environments where we get the messaging inherently in our system that we either need to take care of people emotionally around us, we need to disconnect from our own emotional needs, We might have been told that or modeled that children are meant to be seen, not heard. And inherently who we are is not okay. We don't fit. We don't belong. This isn't, you know, we're not safe Mm -hmm. in our bodies, in our space. That is very root chakra consciousness at the base of our body. And so what happens is when when we get it deep down at the root chakra area of our body, that we can't be ourselves, we, this part of our body contracts, our root chakra contracts, and we disconnect from the inherent sense of safety and belonging in our body and trusting ourselves. And so what happens is when the root chakra contracts, we become ungrounded. There isn't enough flow through the earth, through the grounding element or grounding cord. And the second chakra compensates, it overcompensates. And it does so by opening up and empathically feeling what everybody needs in the space around us, meeting that need, perhaps taking responsibility or over caretaking that need, or becoming codependent with it, and ultimately shifting into hypervigilance. That explains so much about what happens to teenagers. Yeah. Not to all teenagers. But the ones who have been in those in those situations, why they leave their body, mm-hmm. why they why they make other choices, whether it's whether it's alcohol or drugs or or gaming or whatever those choices are, to be out of the body and out of that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an operating system of its own. When this happens, it's like the adult or upper part of us doesn't want to be doing it. But, in, but but the body is operating on conditioning. And to be honest, it keeps us safe. It worked. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. worked for the time to help us survive and get through the, you know, the family, the way the family system was. And not to make family systems wrong in any way, but you know, a lot of people grew up in trauma right. on some level. A lot of people didn't, but we also were raised not only in the family system, but then in a system beyond that sure, is the school system, system, the patriarchal system, the school system, the work yep. system, all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier the, the central channel. Can you, mm-hmm. can you share what the central channel is or that, that pillar of light is and, and why it's important for empaths? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I call it the pillar of light in the body. It's more probably wide, widely known in, in yoga philosophy as the central channel of the body, which is a, is a meridian that runs in front of the spine. And it's the vital, we'll say it's the central artery or the main river channel through which life force flows from the divine above us and from the earth beneath us. It sources the channel. And out of that channel are 
you know, 72,000 known meridians that run throughout our whole energy body to different organs and muscles and bones and power centers and systems, nerves. So it, it, they travel through our body, but it's through that central channel where it is ultimately at the deepest essence, our soul in communion with the divine in the center of that channel. And when we nourish the central channel, there is a literally bringing light into it. The overflow of that light creates a pillar in the body. And that it's through that radiance that we are, you know, we are in soul strength. We're in our, our, the light of our presence and we take up space in our bodies. I was feeling that during the uh, full moon eclipse, Mm. I was in that place of just pure expansion and sweetness and groundedness it's not a given that I'm going to feel like that every day, right? It's not a given that I'm going to notice or that I'm going to be in that expansive, safe, grounded, beautiful place. So when you talk about the pillar of light or that, I feel like that, that all lined up for me yesterday. Mm, That's so beautiful. And it's, it's a good imprint to have. I mean, we have so many imprints that we want to heal, but we also have imprints we want to take snapshots of in the consciousness or cells of our body to recall upon in those moments in life when we need to draw upon that soul strength or that memory. Mm -hmm. The second part of that is then why is it important? Why is this channel important for empaths and and how, how to cultivate it? Yeah. So in an ideal world, ideal situation in our body, nothing would be in that central channel but you know us and God, you know soul and mm-hmm. the divine and and really that is at the depth the central channel, but we also are human beings, and we as human beings go through life experiences that ultimately will rock us to the core right. of our being. And that feeling, when energy impacts us to that degree, we call it a core wound. It means it's so deep in the central channel or so deep towards the center of our body that it becomes a part of our hard wiring and our existence. And it takes takes longer to move the core wounds out of the central channel. And so part of our, our work keeping in mind that central channel goes through the chakras. So Mm -hmm. sometimes those core wounds could be in the central channel, in a chakra, in a particular chakra. So much of our core wounds are located basically in the first three chakras of our body and, and relate so much to our soul's history and how we relate in the world and how we're going to survive and our bonding and attachment here on this earth. And we're it part, it's like empaths are rising. We're becoming more triggered by our experience. And at the same time, life is triggering, inviting us to look at what it is that's getting rocked in the core wounds of our being. And we have to look at that. We're being invited to look at what in us is, is blocking our radiance. 
as oh, yeah. sort of cliche as that sounds, it's not always that simple. It's no. like we actually have to go in to the to the chakras and to the energy system to acknowledge like what history am I holding on to deep within my body that might not have originated in this lifetime? And am I ready to let it go? Yeah, because that trauma affects probably our entire chakra system, but like you said, can live in or be based in the first three more than anything else based on how the chakra system works. But we also have to get to that place of honoring the trauma, honoring what happened, digging into it, and then working through reading your book, learning more about how to work through that process and heal and to know that you can. Right now, here we are in a, in a pandemic with all kinds of things coming up and all it, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not sifting through what is mine, what is not mine. Yeah. What is, you know, is this mine? Who is that? <laughs> Where's that come, that kind of business to just mm-hmm. allow? And again, that's my personal process so that I can stay in the healthiest space possible, mind, body, and soul, so that I don't get pulled off and on a pathway that really isn't mine to go down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question to continue to ask, you know, is this my energy? Mm -hmm. And everything that we've been experiencing during the pandemic has been there. It's, Mm -hmm. it's It wasn't new. It's been there. It's just that it's been suppressed. It's been in the shadow part of what I, I keep referring to the patriarchy, but here, but part of empath, the empaths rising is that we are getting very deeply connected to our feminine side, mm-hmm. no matter the gender, because that is second chakra power. And that area of the body has been inherently wounded. We've been told our emotions are bad and wrong. We've been told our sensitivity is bad and wrong. We've been shamed. We've been oppressed. We've been stuffed. And I mean by when I mean by that, I mean sensitivity and gender and Mm -hmm. race and the earth, climate change. I mean, everything that we've been dealing with are aspects of the feminine that have been deeply suppressed. And so as as empaths are starting to get really in touch with their authentic truth and who am I and how do I feel and and being in, in vulnerability and 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 being able to feel themselves, we're starting to allow the empaths rising and, and ultimately we are really dismantling this sort of patriarchal paradigm. Aho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you find is the most important thing someone needs to know when they want to stop taking on other people's energy? The first I would say is as much as I would want to give a bunch of tools on how to do this and, you know, things we can apply in the moment, one of the deeper, more sustainable practices is to allow yourself to feel your feelings and to process your feelings. Because when we do that, when we 
unshame ourselves, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we were we're combating again, again, that's a strong word, but we're countering an old conditioning that our emotions are bad and wrong. We shouldn't feel them. Therefore, we lose capacity to stay with ourselves when people have emotions around us. And that those are split seconds of transference. When I get in a regressed moment in front of somebody scared that they're having a feeling, I automatically, in a moment, trigger my own fear and transfer energy. And so where we start in those to start healing those regressed moments that we have in microseconds mm-hmm. is that we start to build capacity for emotions by being able to say being able to to take time to process our own and be okay with it I, my emotions are okay my anger is normal my grief is important this guilt and shame that i'm feeling is necessary for me to feel and hold space for because then i know that i can stay my stay with myself and have empathy for someone else who is going through that without going through that mergy wavy transference experience that happens mm. so that's one of that's a very important ongoing practice to keep doing is is just keep staying real with how you feel And keep giving space for those feelings. That's an ongoing practice. And then, of course, the radiance that we talked about, which also comes from deeper healing work. There are two main practices to help build strength to maintain boundaries energetically. Um, There's a few more, but those are are the the deeper work. Right. And, And what about for our listeners who are still hearing daily from partners or friends or people in their lives that constantly tell them they're too sensitive. Mm -hmm. You're too sensitive. You're oversensitive. You're just being sensitive. So like it irritates the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Sensitivity is one of my superpowers. Thank you very much. Exactly. Well, that's exactly, I would say back, it sounds like my power scares you. Yeah. Love that. It sounds like my power scares you, but that'll stop them right in their tracks. Won't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question I have for you, and, and this is a personal one, but I'm I'm okay with that. A couple years ago, my daughter had to have her gallbladder removed, and it was a mm-hmm. really bizarre. And she's very young; it didn't make sense to us logically, but apparently that's something that's on the rise. Needless to say. While she was going through that, as her mother and as an empath, I was physically feeling the sensations in my body that she was going through and also the relief after she had it removed. And I still, like in my brain, I can kind of understand that, but I would love with with you and all of your experience to help me better understand why that goes on and then how we can shield ourselves from that as well. Because that was a that was the first time that I'm aware of <laughs> mm-hmm. that I actually was carrying her physical pain in in the same spot in my body. Yeah, and now I'll share also in in just personally and in transparency. My I have a daughter who's young; she's six now, and and often have this that we're what you're talking about. And 
for one, our children, we will feel our children. Our hearts will be outside our bodies, you know, dr- forever. <laughs> yes, forever. forever, following them around. And one of the ways I work with it in myself is that I have to tend to my inner child as I tend to her. Oh, and so, brilliant. Yeah, that's how it's a, oh, sh- my inner child is hurting. My, I, I do have to, I do have to tend to the pain that's in my body and soothe myself and heal her and work with her or give her permission to feel just as much as I would my own be present for my daughter. My daughter, and I'm just using this as a model here, sure. our daughters you know, they would need us to be present for their pain. But if we're taken down by, by the, the internalized empathic pain that we're experiencing, it's hard to be present. It puts the child in the position of having to take care of us inherently. So I have to take care of self. I have to take care of that part of me and treat that pain in my body as if it were mine and soothe it and release it and breathe into it and process it so that I can be present for my daughter's pain in whatever way that is. Well, I'm great. using pain as a word. Yeah. That it well, be- well, sure. I, and, and thank you for that because that was, that's what I did and it helped, but I just remember being just surprised by it. And maybe because I was already in, in the shock of what she was dealing with. As soon as you said inner child, I was like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay. How many traumas, how many, how many things have I witnessed? How many blah, blah, blah. And what was I carrying? You know, I wanted to add to this. I think sometimes with empath, when we feel particularly the children or the loved ones so deeply in our, in our system, when we feel that pain, it immediately we could go to what's wrong here. Mm -hmm. You know, why is this is a problem? But what if it's not a problem? What if feeling the experience in our own body was an indicator that we could, in that moment, breathe into it, process it, feel it in our own system and allow our light, our truth, our vibrant, you know, our true essence to start to expand into that space in our own body? Yeah. And honestly, empaths, do this anyway. They empaths are slow processors. We have to own that. We are slow processors. We we do not move through things quickly. If we have to make a decision, we need some time to think about it and run it through our system until our soul says, okay, yes. True. You know, and then we'll come back and, and answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'm a slow yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh, what a what a fascinating conversation! And I, I really appreciate you bringing that piece forward because that was a key for me that I didn't understand, and now I I do in a much better way. Before we move on today, let's talk a little bit about your inspiration for writing, becoming an empowered empath, and then tell us a little bit more about where our listeners can get the book and if there's any place else you'd like them to visit so that they know how to dig in, dive in and and get to know you better. Yeah, absolutely. The inspiration for the book came out of the past four years of 
collective trauma, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't even consider myself or call myself an empath as an identity. You know, I've been an intuitive healer for 26 years. I have always been a teacher of intuition and empath is one aspect of intuition. There's also, you know, it's, it's clairsentience, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's also clairvoyance and clairaudience and claircognizance and all those aspects to, um, to understand are at work in our system. And so that's been more of my work is understanding how intuition works in the body. But as people have been, as my I have been, and people have been triggered in the space of we've been gaslighted, we've been in what's truth, we've been dealing with trauma in the collective, what I've been aware of is how impacted the lower chakra system has been for empaths, but also how there has been such a deep calling to heal the ancestral lineage that we're holding in that area of the body. And so the combination of those two things, plus understanding how our, our chakra system works in the lower chakras really put a bunch of dots together for me to say, you know, I, I think people could really benefit from understanding what's going on in their energetic body and how and why it's so important to heal and clear and release energy in our body so that empaths can be who they're here to be on this planet. And I truly believe empaths are leading the way. Yeah, I do too. You know? They don't want to have the surface conversations. Mm-mm. They want to go deep. They want they want connected conversations. They want vulnerability. They want authenticity. It's changing business models. It's changing how companies are working. Oh yeah, it's changing you know? everything. And everything. What, I've, what I've noticed over the last, maybe it's been the last four years probably, it's probably right in alignment with, with your timing here, is that I have absolutely, I have no energy for any bullshit. There are things that I see immediately and just, it's a really big no. Yeah. <laughs> And it's whether it's online, whether it's in the media, whether it's in society, in community, you name it, I see it. And it, yeah. it and if so much clearer and more powerful and impactful than it ever has been in, in my life, and I'm seeing it with my friends as well, who are also intuitive healers, who are also empaths, and, and we're like, is it just me or is this really amplifying? Because <laughs> Really, you know, am I just getting really cranky? <laughs> yeah, but, but but then there's some there's some lightness in in it as well because yeah. we can okay, well that's not that's not my path. That's not my path. This is my path. Bringing bringing this information forward, doing what I can to help people heal and clear and rise, so that we can do so as a collective. Yeah, absolutely. One what's so powerful about what you're saying is that also that empaths have learned as very small children, we've learned to navigate the unspoken, mm-hmm. you know, the thing, the energy that wasn't claimed or no one gave voice to a lot of what we were feeling intuitively. So as adults, for us to bring voice to the subtle and what we're feeling beneath the table is incredibly healing yeah. for empaths to be doing. 
Yes, it is. And the more of us who do it, give, uh, in quotes, permission to others to do the same. Uh, yeah. The, the, the yeah. more we're sharing our voice, the more we're sharing our truth, the more we're, we're uh, moving through any fear or anything that would keep us from doing so. And there, you know, there are times when it's definitely more of a challenge than others, but it's worth doing. And I'm so grateful for the work that you are doing and for your book and for coming on This Sacred Life today. Tell us where our listeners can get a copy of Becoming an Empowered Empath and more about your uh, website, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my websites are, there's wendyderosa.com, so my name, and then also I'm the founder of the School of Intuitive Studies. So either of those places, intuitivestudies.com or wendyderosa.com, um, there's information on how to access my book there on my Wendy DeRosa website, but you can also Google it. And, you know, if you have particular online retailers you like to use, it, it'll come up. It's on most all online retailers and, oh. and in bookstores. Fantastic. Wendy, thank you so much for making yourself available for this conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. That was Wendy DeRosa, founder of the School of Intuitive Studies and author of Becoming an Empowered Empath. Get a copy of her book wherever books are sold, and be sure to visit her websites to explore all of her offerings at wendyderosa.com and schoolofintuitivestudies.com.